0: Hello bookhounds, welcome to another episode of this podcast, Bookhounds The Rundown, with me, Sharbin's top dog at Bookhounds. Absolutely blowing a gale out there, so if you hear any weird noises in the background, it's just things being bashed around in my garden. Um, Anyhow, in these podcasts, we review running books. This month, our book of the month is called The Running Book, and that's by John Connell. We'll talk about that a little bit later when I'm joined by Toby Fells. Um, Just a word about Bookhounds before we get started. Are you a little bit geeky about running? Join the club? Bookhounds is a virtual running club and a book group. We offer a monthly book subscription, delivering running inspiration to your door. So you don't have to be a member to listen to this podcast, but we think you'd fit in really well. So head on over to bookhounds.club to find out more and get involved. All right, let's do this. It's time for the pod. Here we go. Good morning. Uh, here we are. And this month, it's just little old me and Toby in the Virtual Book Council Rundown podcast studio. Uh, just the two of us. But, you know, as they say, it's uh, quality, not quantity. Um if you've not listened to this podcast before, where have you been? Uh, but just to tell you, um, Toby Fells is a running coach, a photographer, a dog dad, a Lake District dweller. And you can find him on Instagram at Transgender trail runner. Um, Toby is the founder and lead coach at Queer Runnings, a virtual running club for LGBTQIA folks, and he's currently training for the Bob Graham Round in June next year. Uh, Toby also happens to be my coach, and luckily for me, a good friend of mine. Good morning, Toby. How are you?
1: Good morning. Um, You just made me sound really fucking impressive. Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) You are really impressive, Toby. I'm very modest. (laughs) Very modest. any good runs this week? What have you been up to?
1: Oh, yeah, I have had a very, some very good runs this week. Had, I had a fantastic run on Monday with fellow queer runner along Sharp Edge uh, in the Lake District. Um, and I've got uh, a long run to do on Sunday, a recce of Tour de Helvelin, a bit of Tour de Helvelin. Yeah.
0: Amazing. You're on the countdown now. When's Tour de Helvelin?
1: The 18th of December.
0: Wow, okay. Are you so, ready for it? Yeah. You excited?
1: I am actually. Yeah. I I'm a bit excited is maybe possibly the wrong word. But I am looking I am looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be a good should be a good day out. Yeah. A good
0: day out. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about this epic run you've had this week because on my Instagram, between uh, you and Marie. Uh, I've seen about 400 photos of this <laughs> run um, and it, it does look absolutely stunning um, so it gives a little um, a little more info on that in case anyone's looking for something special to do.
1: Yeah, so Sharp Edge is a is a ridge in the Lake District I think. Uh, yeah, one of the one of the more hairy ridges, possibly even the hairiest depends on sort of how you're categorizing hairy. By is.
0: hairiest
1: Ha- hair. oh yeah hair is in, yeah not ha- actual hair <laughs> <laughs> furry ridge <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so I, I really wanted to do I've been wanting to do it for ages um I was kind of going to do it this summer but just you kind of got to wait for dry non-windy conditions and and then sort of not only did I have to wait for dry and non-windy conditions I also had to be Free to actually do it so yeah it just it just never really happened and then um marie came up for the kendall mountain festival so she was here and i looked at the weather that so i think it was on the s- sunday and it looked like the weather was going to be absolutely perfect sunshine and crisp and cold and dry so i said to marie fancy doing sharp edge tomorrow and because marie is marie marie said yeah <laughs> so off we went <laughs> and it was it was brilliant i mean every everything about it was fantastic weather it was it was really nice and cold the top of blencathra was just frozen solid once we got to the top we got to run down looking at the sunset over the mountains it was both was perfect yeah it was great Amazing. yeah
0: it's one of those kind of perfect runs um and we'll talk about that a little bit later actually that's got a good connection for the book we're looking at today yeah um so our, our book of the month this month is the running book by john connell um and we're going to delve into that in a little bit uh but we always do toby's favorite part of the podcast a quick fire round uh, so that the listeners can get to know us a little bit better um i've changed the questions up this time Toby. oh no they're pretty right, much all okay. new ones <laughs> okay
1: god extra pressure
0: but I, I have a feeling that I can kind of predict what you're going to say for each of okay. them. So I don't think it's going to be that difficult. Okay. Um, so, okay, quick fire. Here we go. Pumpkin spice latte or black coffee? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Neither.
1: I don't like coffee, yeah. That's
0: a black coffee for me and a tea for Toby. <laughs> um, Christmas or New Year's Eve? Christmas. Oh, yeah, I thought you'd say that.
1: New yeah. Year's Eve is overrated, but... Well yeah. I do like New Year's Eve but I don't I like I I love I absolutely love January and now I'm in the minority really I love are. it I love it I love the turn of the new year because it's an opportunity to sort of just you know decide what you're going to do that year and kind True. of go for it and yeah sort of it's a it's a it's not it's really cold the days are really short which I really like <laughs> There's just all these amazing things me in one month so I do but in terms of celebrating I don't celebrate New Year's Eve because I can't I can't do that anymore I'm too old.
0: I mean you're really not but um, in uh, in Liverpool there's this New Year's Eve marathon thing um, where there's a there's a marathon along along the prom along the river um, on New Year's Eve and then also one on New Year's Day and some people do the double. Um, and I, I was slightly tempted, but then I was like, it's the most boring course you've ever seen. Um, it's like a four or five time out and back along the river. It's always blowing a gale on the river. So pros and cons, because like you'd be running into it for some of the time, but you'd turn around and then there'd be a tailwind.
1: Yeah. Um, or worse, I, I like... it would be the other way around. So when you're running back, it would be you'd be running into the wind when you need it to be easier. Quite I suppose back. it goes out and back, out and back, out and back. Just out and
0: back, out and back. But yeah. um, this looks boring. But I do kind of like that as a concept to do a marathon on um, either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, or indeed both if you're bonkers.
1: Well, this this has inspired me. Maybe, maybe I should organise uh, a much more interesting marathon uh, on New Year's Eve. Maybe you yeah. should. Maybe you
0: season. should indeed, Toby. Okay, watch this face. Like
1: we could literally, but but not like on in the day. Like it should be, it should be in the night time. So we can we can like end up on a mountain or something at midnight. Yeah,
0: that would actually be amazing. It okay, would be really cool. We should do that. This. <laughs> All right, we'll update you in the uh, in the January pod.
1: Because then you'd be um, running. The then fire. you would definitely be running on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and New Year's, Year's be Day. Running over into.
0: Apart from, and um, I've looked into this before because um, you, I used to, um, I used to be the trainer for Good Gym Liverpool, and Good Gym always does a January challenge. And last year it was just about the distance because with COVID they couldn't do the good deeds, mm. um, and so people were looking at like doing a run um, on, you know, at at the very beginning of of January, um, yeah. but with Strava. It would have counted, if you'd run from New Year's Eve into New Year's Day, it would have counted it for the year before. It yeah, would have counted yeah. it for December, so yeah. Um, it will count for just New Year's Eve, but, you know... You could always no stop your
1: watch now. on the summit. And yeah, and restart, <laughs> stop and restart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay. Peanut Butter or Marmite?
1: Ooh. Ooh. Well, I like, I like both, um, but I... Eat a lot, a lot of peanut butter, and because I don't eat, I like Marmite on toast. And because I don't eat a lot of bread, I don't get to eat Marmite very often. But I do like both.
0: Well, Marmite is the work of the devil, so it's definitely <laughs> peanut butter for me.
1: <laughs> and I probably eat peanut butter twice a day, every day. As I tell you, what endurance is endurance runners, I tell you what is the work of the devil. Uh, someone on Instagram. Um, loves marmite in hot water in boil, like boiling water with some marmite in it after a run as a sort of a you know warm. Is that not just like bovril? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean that's disgusting, but each to their own. It's really disgusting,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um
0: Mountain or Beach? Mountain. Mountain. Got ya. Yeah. um all right so let's go on to the book review um i'm gonna briefly read the dust jacket so that you know what we're talking about if you haven't read the book but if you have read the book and i hope you have um then you'll you'll know a lot more than this so here we are in the running book john connell vivid, vividly describes a marathon through county longford island where he lives and farms Because running is as much about the mind as the body, the book is about more than the physical experience. What John sees on his journey prompts him to contemplate a wide range of things. He's as likely to think about local Irish history, the legacy of colonialism in Australia, or the story of Halle Gabalesi as he... I can't speak today. As he is to remember his own past runs in Arizona or Ibiza. After a mental health crisis, John found the simple act of putting one front in foot in front of another helped him to regain his sense of self and better appreciate the world around him at its core the running book is a life-affirming read about the nature of happiness and how for one man it came through the feet is that accurate first impressions toby
1: i liked it yeah i did (laughs) i think um
0: i think it's quite a challenge to actually have written that dust jacket because i think it's quite hard to say what this book is about
1: yeah um yeah
0: Okay, so let's talk about the concept of this book. Um, It's kind of a simple concept in that John runs a marathon around the roads, the lanes, the trails of his hometown, Um, and he basically records what he's thinking and feeling, um, as well as sort of taking in a history of the place. Um, But it's so much more than that. So what did you make of this as a concept, Toby?
1: I really, really liked it, because I was only saying to someone the other day that you know, the problem with a lot of running books is if you've read one you've 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 read all of them in many ways because it's just kind of someone found running <laughs> trained really hard for a race did race or bailed race was very happy about it uh attributes all happiness to running <laughs> You know what I, mean? <laughs> I mean
0: i don't i don't think most of our book house books do that
1: no you you do a really good job of of going out and finding books that are different um and this is a really good example of that so it was really nice to read a book uh, that wasn't like any other running book i've ever read before um i really liked it yeah i've got a lot to say about it which is good Excellent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, I think you're definitely hitting on something though and i, I think also with and even in a, a lot of the books we've read at Book Hounds, it can be about a lot of races. Um mm. or it could be about um a really, really long FKT attempt or something that is you know, takes place over months. Um so the idea that it's basically like a four, four and a half hour run or you know, however fast John's running. And he manages to make a book out of just one run. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's a slim book, but it is a very interesting book, um, and yeah, t- totally unlike anything we've read before, which is what always attracts me to to these things. But just really super interesting book.
1: And... It's really good, and I really like the fact that, um, like, we well, I run to see beautiful things and see the world around me uh, in a, a particular kind of way, i.e., on my feet, quite slowly. Um, and that book is is about is almost about that, isn't it? Really,
0: it is like the simple things in life, really.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But then also with loads of history and, and, like loads and how
1: complicated and messy everything is. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, I, I need to address this from the start, Toby, because uh, it, uh, listeners who have um, tuned into other episodes of this podcast will know that we've had some quite heated conversations about um, whether running is in the mind or the body oh of course it's a bit of both um but you and i differ quite dramatically in this um for me when i go on a long run um i could be like John in the, i i write chapters in my head or um or i just go off altogether and i almost forget i'm running for half an hour and then i'm like oh goodness where did that half hour go whereas for you what you've said in the past that like you really appreciate kind of being in your body and feeling the run um, and being sort of really super present. Did you secretly hate this book?
1: <laughs> I didn't secretly hate this hey! book. No. <laughs> there have been books I've secretly hated. This one with Monique. <laughs> don't tell us which, don't tell us. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't secretly hate it at all. I, I don't... Um, I don't really have an issue with people being in their heads when they're like it baffles me it blows my mind that people going on runs and 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 uh like when you say like oh sometimes i can be running for half an hour and not forget i've even been running like i just think how do you what (laughs) And just sort of a bit of a, I just sort of think that's like, that would make me sad. I'd be really upset if I, if it was half an hour and I was like, oh, fuck, I've missed half an hour of my run. <laughs> I'm going to have to do it again now. i to have to turn around and do it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's not missing it for me because that's sort of part of it. You know, running gives me a space where my head can, relax a bit or be more creative and, you know, to sort of forget about the responsibilities and the burdens of life. It it is that space. So um, it's not a bad thing when I drift off for half an hour. Like actually that's running is kind of the, um, the mechanism that allows me to have that, that time.
1: Yeah. I, I totally, yeah. I mean, obviously everyone's, everyone's having different experiences, I suppose. I've, yeah, I relate to the you know to get away from from life and the stresses and all that. That is definitely a, I definitely relate to that. Um, but Toby,
0: you never you never sort of be out running and start thinking about something, and then you kind of have a story going on in your head, or that that's just not a thing for you. No,
1: no, like that happens to me all the time when I'm not running. I okay. honestly it drives me up the wall. I run to, to stop that from happening.
0: That's really funny. It's, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost that.
1: like completely the reverse. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, I mean, I. it's not that I'm completely thoughtless. That's not even possible. <laughs> I, I'm not a Zen monk or anything. I'm pretty sure they don't even, they have thoughts as well. But I, the, I think very simple things like, wow, that view's amazing. Uh, or, um oh, this song that's just come on is great, oh, my God, I feel alive, or, uh, you know, I'm so fucking badass because I'm running (laughs) up this really big mountain and I couldn't do that a year ago or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, those kinds of things. But I definitely, like, it's very sort of one sentence, (laughs) thoughts, very simple. And I do have really complex sensory experiences, but they're not in the form of words. Yeah. So
0: it's a lot more about the feeling than the thinking for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everything can become very sort of expansive. Like I think every, when I'm not when I'm not running, I feel like I feel like kind of the world is making like crushing on me a little bit. That okay. Sounds a bit horrible. My life is not that terrible, but <laughs> it's very I dark. feel like there's a pressure coming from the outside. But when I'm on a run, I feel like I kind of expand. Yeah.
0: I definitely get moments like that. I remember back in uh, in May when I did the um, that trail run in the Lake District, um, I got to the top of the first peak and I did just shout, I'm alive! Yeah, yeah. It's, it's
1: <laughs> and really like I can see too. people
0: around me like, who the chuff is this <laughs> woman? I was like, I'm just having a beautiful time.
1: <laughs> They're all thinking the same thing.
0: Um, but yeah, but then other days I've just, I think maybe actually... Maybe the difference is that you do run in a beautiful place Yeah, it's really day.
1: easy for me to have
0: Yeah, a whereas yeah. I have the same routes through the city, you know, the same mm-hmm. parks. I've moved closer to Sefton Park now, and um, my last run yesterday morning, I just went to around Sefton Park. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful park, but, like, I know it like the back of my hand, so... Yeah. I guess that maybe is more likely to, um, you know, induce that kind of. Your mind needs to go somewhere else because there's not an awful lot to feel yeah. while you're out doing that kind of run. Yeah. Um, but I guess well, um,
1: I need to set you some harder sessions so that you're thinking about how much it hurts. So. Oh, thanks, Toby. <laughs>
0: I still do want to go back to the hills drills. So definitely not that we have any in Liverpool, but I will find a hill somewhere. um yeah, I mean, that is something I picked up with with John um, when I interviewed him. And if you're a council member, you can read the interview with John on the Bookhounds website now. Um, this idea of sort of, um, I get so bored of running locally, uh, but he did point out that he actually wrote this book quite a few years ago before lockdown, and um, it wasn't, you know, you didn't have to always be on those trails. Um, and mm-hmm. I think lockdown did exacerbate the, the feeling of always being in the same damn place for your runs.
1: Yeah. I I can relate to that a little bit when when I was in Yorkshire and I was um uh I was sort of a dog runner which is basically dog walking except so I was running instead. And because obviously I would go to the where the dogs lived my routes were kind of the same all the time. Mm-hmm. Um I mean it could have been worse. I mean it was in Yorkshire, Yorkshire's a really lovely place. Um but it did it did start to get a bit like okay like we're just kind of doing the same run day in day out if it wasn't for the dogs making it highly entertaining most of the time i pr- probably yeah probably would have not been happy at all
0: yeah oh dear i'm gonna have to move to the lake district aren't i
1: you are yeah yeah <laughs> can't get bored here
0: no you never <laughs> get bored in the lake district That should put that yeah. as the uh, marketing banner yeah um all right, when I interviewed John, he said that um, although the book is intensely local, he wanted the themes to be universal.
1: Um, was that successful for you? Uh, yeah, I suppose the actual talk about the running did, yeah, did Yeah, did feel that way. But Ireland is very, specific, you know, they have a very kind of unique history, don't they? And uh, so I don't know about that, those bits, but yeah.
0: I suppose, he, you know, the concept is he's doing a run around his local town, mm. local area, um, but then he brings in the runs in the USA, the runs in yeah. um, Ibiza and, um, yeah, Australia,
1: so it's sort of... Yeah, the diff- I think the running bits, yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah.
0: And how much did you know about the history of colonialism in Ireland before you read this book? Um, did any of it sort of surprise you?
1: I didn't know anything. Mm. I wasn't surprised. I wish I was surprised, but no, I wasn't surprised. But, yeah, I learnt, I learnt quite a lot, yeah.
0: To me, this, this sort of blew my mind a bit. Um, and I, um, I've spent a lot of time in Ireland. I actually have you know, been to, when I was younger... You know, been to sort of museums about Irish history, but I, I just clearly didn't remember it because mm. as British folk, we don't claim that history. Yeah, um, we only learn about uh, you know the great victories and the amazing things that the UK has done. Um, but my God, we are responsible for so many atrocities. Um, and there were some passages in here that it, I can't find them now um, that absolutely blew my mind um, in terms of basic genocide um and the idea that we don't know about that it's just bonkers to me to our closest neighbor
1: it's it's terrible yeah i mean um i've got a friend she's she's not lived in ireland but her her family is irish and the 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 generational trauma is is huge Mm. and yeah i feel like we do just go about our day over here England just completely oblivious to it really just um, with
0: our head up the uh, upper asses, you know yeah. just like, oh what an amazing country we are what an amazing history we have mm. um yeah you know I have Irish ancestry I live in Liverpool which is kind of an Irish city as far as yeah. uh, England goes yeah and there's still so much in there that absolutely blew my mind um so I was really I was actually really grateful to to read this and um yeah, the great thing is about some of the books that we've read with bookhounds is that you've learnt something that you really weren't expecting was going to be
1: in a running book. That was the main thing I liked about this book. Like I was not picking up a book about running expecting. I wasn't. Hang on. I wasn't expecting to pick up a book about running, and but learning about lots of things that were bugger all to do with running. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> really important things. Yeah, it's a really, it was a, it's a, I think it's a really good way to to broach those topics and bring them to a whole group of people that probably would never have read about that kind of stuff, which is great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I think there's something in that, and in kind of sneaking in—not, well, not even sneaking in, but just using one genre but um Mm. you know bringing in different things and you know we talk about this a lot that i would like to write about running and sexuality and um on paper that might seem really niche but i like the idea that someone would pick up a book because they thought it was about me going for an epic run but then i wax lyrical about my experience of being queer (laughs)
1: Um, i think that's that's the brilliance of running I, i suppose running is almost like a completely blank slate and you can just put onto it whatever you need to put onto it and like I think that's why so many people love it so much because you can just make it whatever you you can make it mean whatever you want it to mean Mm. to you definitely yeah and
0: it's just another reminder of the absolute breadth of people that are passionate about running
1: um
0: and just hearing from different voices and different perspectives is so exciting um instead of just thinking that a runner is a particular type of person.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: For me, um, this book also had quite a lot of parallels with um, Spirit Run, which was our book of the month uh, two or three books ago. Yeah. Because um, obviously that's that's about colonialism in, um, in North America. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that was interesting, actually, when I, I read this book um, shortly after reading that one, that these are two people who and and i asked john and he hadn't read spirit runs so you know like these are two people that
1: are
0: yeah yeah, that are having that experience of running and Mm -hmm. seeing it in a similar way and that is a kind of reclamation of the land it is a healing process um it is sort of connecting history to the present um because that's not my experience because i you know i don't have that kind of land trauma um not from um, a background where that that is um That is something that has affected my life or my family's life. So um, I just thought that was interesting finding those two books so close together that are a world apart, like literally, geographically, um, but are exploring similar things and are using running as a similar tool.
1: I definitely, I I, I used to say this quite a lot, um, where I have this experience when I'm running that I feel like I'm connecting to something very ancestral, Hmm. I've never really been able to kind of put words to that uh, I've, and I'm not going to try now <laughs> but it does there's something I don't know whether that's because of where I run I don't know but it's it feels I don't know it kind of feels like I don't know I'm going to stop trying but yeah I'm going to stop there
0: well, running it, it sort of strips you bare, doesn't it? It is almost the purest sort of most human thing that you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have so many distractions now in our lives that go way beyond what what it was to be human, you know. What it, and so running is that kind of most base thing that you could do that is ancestral, you know. It does hark back to our history. Yeah. Um, as creatures, as species, you That's know, really
1: what we're built to to do. Like, that. born to run, baby. We're born to run, yeah. <laughs> I always, I ready. very often think about when I'm running around here. I sort of think about all the feet that have also trodden in the same place, and and I, like I think about, you know, what was this place i'm in right now like you know however many years ago even not that long ago in the 70s you know or earlier when it was just sort of not kind of a holiday destination and it was just these sort of wild open mountains and we know there were people running around them and what must that have been like and how many feet have have hit the ground since then loads that's that's pretty cool
0: that is a really cool thought actually. How a, many
1: yeah. feet are gonna hit afterwards when I'm yeah, long gone? It yeah. yeah.
0: Oh wow <laughs> 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 We got quite deep then didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> um so Toby you just you just shared with us, um uh, in the intro about a, a kind of epic run that that you've done and um John talks about kind of collecting runs. Like as runners, we kind of collect these special days. Hmm. Um, And he's done these epic runs all over the world, um, which he's, um, he described as better than 10 pints. For me, 10 pints would be, you know, not a good situation. But (laughs) I I think he meant that that was like a very, like, um, just gave you like so much energy and, uh, you know, made you just uh, feel, feel high. Um, so I was going to ask you, do you have a collection of runs that will always be super special to you? And I think maybe you just had one this week that um, you're going to add to that, but uh, can you think of any others? Um, yeah, it's difficult, to recent...
1: pin, it's difficult to pinpoint them down. Like I, I feel like there have been, because obviously, again, I live in the Lake District, so I mm-hmm. have a lot of very special runs. Um, some of those runs are really memorable because they were really... almost almost quite almost dreadful in the sense that you know that everything went wrong the weather was crazy the wind was howling and it was a whiteout and I went the wrong direction and ended up in a valley I'm not supposed to be in that you know those kinds and they're like kind of really good fantastic runs there were there were runs that I had sort of over lockdown that were just amazing because just I just felt like I was the only person on the mountain range which was i'll never forget that and that's never Mm -hmm. gonna i'm never gonna feel like that again really
0: um
1: so that that was i mean i remember when i first moved here and lockdown was kind of about to end uh and so people were going to start coming to the Lake district and i hadn't been going up very high because obviously i didn't it wasn't the right thing to do and just in case something wrong happened and mountain rescue and all that kind of stuff and I, so I'd been itching, I'd only just, I'd moved him right at the beginning of the lockdown, so I'd been looking at all these huge mountains and not going up any of them, this was the first lockdown, the second lockdown was different. Uh, and obviously I knew all the tourists were going to start arriving, so it was about two days before lockdown ended, I was like right, I'm going, I'm going up Skidore, I've been looking at it now for Christ knows how long. It was just amazing, it was just, it was just, yeah. I, it's just the best fun I've ever had. I'm probably never ever gonna have that that mountain to myself again. Uh, yeah,
0: just you and the mountain. That's glorious. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah, lots, lots, lots of runs, really. Yeah, but I, I, I think it's yeah. There's sort of lots of moments I have rather than sort of whole runs, really. Mm. Yeah, that are, that stick out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I get that. I think also probably what John was. um Kind of hinting at here as well is um, when you run when you're somewhere that's not familiar to you. Um, uh, so when you, for example, when I go on holiday, you know I, I'll always even I'm just, just taking hand luggage just try and fit in my running kit, mm. my running shoes, um and that can be like the most special way to get to know somewhere that you're visiting, that is so much like beyond what you would normally do as a tourist. Um, so, yeah, I can think of, of special runs I've done, um, especially in, in different countries, really, that um, that kind of have that epic feel to them because it was a proper like, discovery and you got to see a different side of something because of running. Um, and that's another beautiful thing that we, we get as runners that non-runners can't really understand.
1: Well, I love the, being a runner. When you sort of you know, show up to a place, or you just move to a place, and locals start going, "Oh, have you have you been down there? You've been here," and and it's like, "Yeah, I've I've done it all. Did it all in the first week." Yeah, <laughs> no, for real.
0: And yeah. yeah, I I actually feel like geographically, I know Liverpool a lot better than some people yeah. who've lived here for for donkey's years or who were even born here because I just run everywhere. Because because I was saying before, you know, I get bored of just doing my local routes if I'm if I'm marathon or ultra training I'll just go and I'll yeah I'll run everywhere
1: you can just cover uh, so much more ground you know I can go up a mountain in in a a few hours up and down a mountain whereas if you're hiking I mean that's a that's a day yeah Um, true. so you can just cover so much more I think that's why I have a sort of a little theory that runners are a little bit on the ADHD side of things because they're just kind of want to see things quickly and lot and, and, and more than one thing at a time <laughs> you know a hiker will just kind of go up one mountain you know maybe you know that's that a very slow process chill out like we're like right mountain peak peak Mama, peak, Mama. peak down you know <laughs> yeah
0: that makes sense um the issue was as a as an urban runner is that um it makes it really hard to drive around the city because I know how places connect mm-hmm.
1: yeah. on foot. <laughs> yeah. And
0: there's loads of one-way systems and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll go that way. And I'm like, nope, can't no, do gone. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pros and cons. Yeah. Um, okay, this one's, this one's a, a tricky one. I liked this as a kind of sentiment, but I wasn't sure I believed it. John suggests there are two kinds of runners. Those running for something... And those running from something. What did you make of that, Toby? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Emphatically, no.
1: I've heard that a lot before. I don't agree with it. I think it's overly simplistic. I think it sounds nice. And, yeah, I'm sure there are some people that are running from something. But it's a really weird – I find it a weird concept because, like, define running from something. I mean – I mean, aren't we all just, don't we all have a hobby to get a break from life? Hmm. So I just think it's a really cynical way to put it. I just think, yeah, it annoys me when people say that.
0: (laughs) Maybe the only way I can understand it would be, say, some people do a marathon, um, let's say, as a fundraiser. So they're yeah. running for something and that's it. They have one marathon in them. They did it because they were inspired to raise some money and mm-hmm. then they don't really run ever again. Um, whereas for some people, running is a passion and um, it's integral to your life. So not necessarily running from something. Yeah, that's it's very not... different
1: to running from something, isn't it? Yeah.
0: I guess the idea of running for something sounds, like, some, like quite functional, uh, whereas running from something is – it's more – yeah, it's part of who you are.
1: Yeah, I just think it's just too simplistic. Like, I feel like in many ways I'm running for something and running away from something. Do you so, know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it's not yeah. really – yeah. I, I. If I was to describe – I would say I run I, – because I'm running into something when I'm, I sort of feel like when I'm running, I'm running into life, into my body, Mm. into, I don't know, like time. If that, you know, that sounds really weird.
0: No, it doesn't sound weird to me at all. You know, you know, I've described before um, that when I run, I feel like I'm becoming the person that I was always meant to be. Mm. Um, And so that's, Running, yeah, running, running into something actually makes more sense than running from something to me. I, I feel that entirely.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's running into living, embodied living. Yeah, yeah.
0: love. <laughs> right, write that one down. Tell me. <laughs> <plus>. <laughs> um. So this book, then the running book, is that a misnomer? No,
1: I don't think so. <laughs> no i don't think so So i I suppose it comes back to what i was saying earlier i feel like running is this blank slate and running Mm. can be whatever you want it to be whatever you need it to be and at least this run at least was for him was about all the things he'd written about so technically i would say yeah it's about running <laughs> that John's running. <laughs> it's
0: true. It's true. No, I I do agree with you. Uh, just the only reason I I um, sort of put it put it out there is um, out of all the books we've read through book Count, um, this probably has the least running in it in some ways. Um,
1: yeah, it's probably why I like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but then it's called the Running Book, so it's got the most like overt title. Uh, but yeah. then actually, this does not. It's not how much running going on in there. Um
1: But, but I like that's that. the thing, like running is just more than running. <laughs> that's why running is so great. <laughs> like running is life. God run running is, is so life. Annoying. Aren't we annoying? Like we're just awful. The way we're just like, oh running is amazing. You know. <laughs> I get, always get really suspicious of anyone that's really emphatic about anything. And the minute anyone says like, "Oh, this saved me," or I start. I still start sort of shutting down. But I'm. This, I'm like this run in, Although I try not to say stuff like that because it's. It, I know it's garbage, really.
0: Uh, uh, it isn't. It isn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> running knew- didn't save my life. I saved my life. Hundred really. percent. Yeah. Uh, but running helped. Running enhances my life greatly. Yeah. yeah, and I love it, and I would be lost without it. Yeah, yeah, all those yeah. things. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, all right. Final thoughts, and would you recommend this book? I would recommend this book. I would also recommend this book to non-runners as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would recommend this book to all people. Mm.
0: Definitely, it's um, it's a it's a slim book. But I won't call it an easy read because it's it's sort of, the prose are very interesting. They're very well um, sort of carved out and because it goes into so many different topics. But it's, it's for me, like I just really enjoyed it. I, I, I took this on holiday in the summer and read it, you know, in in about two days. Um, you could probably read it in one sitting if it was a rainy day. I, I um, did read it in one sitting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it it gives you lots. Um mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a very nourishing book, I would say.
1: Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, it's a good book. So
0: big thumbs up then for yeah. John Connell and the running book. Good choice, Shah. Oh Thank great. <laughs> I'm very glad you enjoyed it, Toby. <laughs> Aha, you made it to the end of the show. Good work. Thanks for listening all the way through. Um, big thank you to Toby Fells. And if you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please do subscribe, follow, like, all the good stuff. Give us five stars. Even write a review. That would be fantastic. And if you'd like the next book before listening to the pod, we'd be happy to send you a copy. Um, just head on over to bookhounds.club. And if you want, use the code welcomebookhound 12 for a 12% discount. Cool, huh? Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you again next month. Book hounds the rundown podcast is presented and produced by me, Sharbins, with co-host Jack Smithson. With music by Joe Smithson. Thanks again.